Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, where the drinks are as big as our spirits and the laughs are served shaken, not stirred. I'm your maestro of mixology, Matthew Meticulous Mixer Henry, always staying true to the cocktail classics with a twist of charm. And here with me, as always, is the daring, the dashing, the deep diving drinksmith, Ben, bartender of the bazaar. Henry. He's the wizard who turns our cocktail hour into an adventure, never shying away from a wild concoction or a deep dive into the obscure corners of cocktail history. So grab your shaker, your strainer, and your sense of humor as we embark on another episode filled with laughter, lively banter, and of course, lip-smacking libations. Cheers to another fantastic journey into the world of giant cocktails. How you doing, bartender of the bazaar? Okay, is that bazaar like market or bizarre like weird? Bizarre as in weird. Okay, that makes sense. I I, I created a chat GPT allows you to create your own little like mini chat GPT, you know, where it just does one thing. And yes, I, I think I have to tweak it a little bit. It's it's a little it's a work in progress. Okay. Okay, so it's it's a chat G, it's a GPT for giant cocktails happy hour intros. Exactly, it's exactly what it is. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling like yeah, this was this was the test run, and I, I can already see that I got to give it a little bit more information. Yeah. Right. 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 Because now I'm the bartender of the bazaar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think we need to get back to like admiral and things like that. You know. So. <laughs> I liked Jester from last week. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I am bizarre. I can do weird things, you know. You do. You do. And I did. T- I actually told it that. So that's why it like, you know, went that route, I think. So. Right. Right. I mean, I'll put olive oil in my cocktail. I'll do it. <laughs> why wouldn't you? It's like a dirty martini. You, yeah. 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 So I'll take it. I'll take it. It's no jester. It's certainly no potentate. No. But I think we already agreed that I'm not really chalked up for that no you're not potentate material no i'm not potentate material and i yeah i'm a bizarre jester-er exactly all right well maybe it's closer to reality than i thought then that's right (laughs) all right yeah yeah no fixes needed no fixes needed so how are you doing how am i doing i you know let's see let's see what else oh my my eldest child is studying to be a stage performer an actor oh life of poverty Well, you know, it's an it's like a program at this community college they're going to, and like when they transfer, they they can change their major, which is why it's really like low risk. It's very low risk, but it's like all right, well, hey, all right, yeah. But anyway, Winnie, they they had a show, a show, an improv show, nice, and we got to watch a lot of college kids, you know, and and some older people too, because it's a community college, give an improv show. And improv is hard, Matthew, and it's really hard when you're doing it for the first time. <laughs> so. Oh, I can imagine. So so you're saying it wasn't like a ready for Broadway 
play at this point. Mm, no, it was it was it had its ups and downs. And, you know, sometimes it's funny because it's funny and sometimes it's funny because it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just bad because it's bad. <laughs> and we hit all of those notes. So that was I did that on Friday night. So that was that was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, that was my week. How was yours? How was your week? Uh, well, my my son returned from college this week. So uh, it's been nice to have. I haven't seen him like, you know, he came home and then immediately locked himself in his room. Like, so I haven't seen much of him. Now, now he was he's locking himself in his room because he's actually technically still doing finals. He just didn't have to do them at school. Oh, right. And so so he's still in school. I have to keep reminding myself that like because I'm like, come on, dude, come on. You know, but he's like, I got a final due today, dad. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. All right. So, but it is nice to have him home. And my, my daughter comes home uh, in two days. So I'm excited. I'll have all the kids home. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But you know, Christmas is in full bloom now. I think, you know, every store now has all of its Christmas stuff up where, you know, we're, we're being begged to buy things left and right. And so I thought we should, I have a Christmas theme song or I have a Christmas theme question for you, Ben. A Christmas themed question. All right. Uh, American Hall of Shopping Season question. No, so not, not about shopping. This is about cocktails. Oh, okay. Okay. If you could make a themed cocktail to match a Christmas song, mm, mm-hmm. what Christmas song would it be? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe what would that cocktail look like? Right, right. Okay. So, so it has to be a Christmas song. It couldn't be an American Shopping Season song. Oh, it could be. Yes. Whatever you want to call it. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, some of the American season, uh, American shopping season songs are a little different. They're a little jaded. They're a little jaded. But I see you have a list here that 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 you've printed out of of some famous Christmas songs. I just try to give you a little 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 direction if you needed it. But you could go anywhere you want. You don't need to take any of these songs. Hmm. Well, what I don't see on here is Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. Which I said last week was my favorite. You could certainly use that one. So, hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, let me let me I, I I will let me think about this for a moment. Do you have a choice? Do you know which one you would pick? No. <laughs> well, maybe you should start thinking about yours too. Actually, I do have a little bit of a thought. So I was thinking Feliz Navidad and having a tequila-based holiday cocktail. Tequila and maybe a little allspice liqueur or something like that, and something that would be upbeat, right? Because okay, well, so I don't know. So I'm still, I'm still, I'm still working on that. But but that that was an idea anyway. Okay, so I'm looking through a list of like the top 100, and I just saw one that was called Silver Balls, and I was like, that's the one I was going to do, and then I realized it was called Silver Bells. (laughs) (laughs) So I got really excited for a moment, but. Oh, you know, you could, you could, you could have some artistic liberty <laughs> with it if you wanted. I, I wouldn't object. Silver balls. <laughs> Does that mean I could do jingle balls? Is that, is that an option? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I encourage it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, wow. I don't know what that would cocktail would be like. All right, there you go. There you have it, Matthew. That's my choice. My my American shopping season hot song is going to be that I'm going to make a cocktail to is Jingle Balls. Okay. All right. Well, I I'm thinking like I said Police Navidad or even Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think you know obviously you could make a red uh, cocktail uh, with that. So 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, something around that. I've got a question though. Is this like just conjecture? Or is this like what song would we pick if just like you just we could just pick any song? Or are we actually doing this? Shoot, let's do it. Yeah, next week. Okay, that's right. Okay, so next week I'm bringing a cocktail called Jingle Balls. Yes, and <laughs> okay. I'll bring one called Feliz Navidad or Rudolph or something. So. Sweet. I have no idea what that's going to look like, but I'm doing it, I guess. That, there you go, folks. Next week, I'm presenting Jingle Balls. <laughs> all right, all right. The cocktail. <laughs> the cocktail, to be <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Woo! All right. Oh. Good, good question. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> okay, well, you know what time it is. Is it that time? It's that time for... Tip, tip of the, of the day. day! Tip of the day, Ben. Tip of the day. And this tip may may not surprise you, but I feel like a good tip around this time of year, especially when you're trying to decide what you should get like in a gift form for people that are, you know, acquaintances, friends, coworkers, people that you know, maybe you're obligated to give a small gift to, but you don't want to like break the bank. And, you know, so one thing that I have found quite helpful is to give batched cocktails as gifts. And you buy those small mason jars, you know, and, you know, you can buy them for under a buck a piece. And then you just make like an old fashioned, like a holiday old fashioned, which I think I did last week, a gingerbread old fashioned. There's uh, plenty of different options out there on the Internet, but you can make a nice batch cocktail and divide it evenly among, you know, I don't know, half a dozen to a dozen jars, depending on how much you make. And you tie a little bow on them with a little gift tag. And all of a sudden you've got a really unique, nice cocktail. Last year, I even did a handful of them that were uh, mocktails so that, you know, in case I was, you know, ran into somebody that didn't partake and and I wanted to have that option. But so something to think about. But, you know, hey, if all your friends are luscious like you and I, then, you know, just go go straight on with the cocktail. So that is my tip of the day. Don't go out searching for all these gifts. Just make batch cocktails for your Christmas gifts this year. I realize that you called me a lush and not luscious. I was like, wow, I am luscious. <laughs> I'm extremely luscious. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you figured out what I said because that would have been uncomfortable later. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I guess I'm not luscious. I just am a lush. Oh, well. You know, I really like this tip a lot because actually a few years ago, I got as a gift from some friends of ours a bottle of limoncello, which was lovely. And I enjoyed that gift very, very much. So as a recipient of something of that nature, uh, I I think uh, that was a really great idea. It's original. It's interesting. You know, you're not going to get the same thing from the same people. And... You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's like the, one of those things that shows like thoughtfulness and creativity, but it's also off the beaten path and it's interesting. It's not like, it's not like, you know, you're making them a homemade coat hanger or something like that. <laughs> right. And they'll remember it. You know, it'll be different than some like a gift card or something else that you might get. So definitely something that I think people remember and, and really seem to enjoy. So that's been my experience anyway. All right. Yeah. Good tip. All right. Well... I think it's time to talk about my cocktail because I believe it's my turn to go first this week. It is your turn to go first, unfortunately. 
And so I had a few constraints this week that pushed me down this particular path. One is that... Did you run out of... Are all, all, wait, can I guess what some of the constraints were first? Yes, yes. All of your old-fashioned glasses were dirty. Was that a constraint? <laughs> well, the constraint was I'd already done an old-fashioned and couldn't do another one. So I had to like... <laughs> Right. You you can't do them back to back. I'm pretty sure you've done some from back to back I, I, on accident once or twice. But I then I think then I think of you and your tiki drinks and I'm like, I could just do like a whole like the next six months of old fashions if I wanted to. But I but I didn't. <laughs> right. Right. But but I did. I did the honor of telling people that I was doing that. Right. So I didn't do that. OK. 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 Second guess. Second guess. Second guess. You're all out of banana liqueur. Au contraire, mon frere. This one actually has <laughs> banana liqueur. <laughs> okay, okay, well, okay, okay, well then, then tell me what it was. Tell me what the real constraints were. <laughs> well, one of the constraints was I couldn't do a cocktail with bubbles. True, because you said you wouldn't, not because I, yeah. Exactly, and and when I said that, I thought, oh, that's easy, but then I came across some really wonderful types of cocktails that inc- involved bubbles, and I'm like, oh man, I can't do this one. So, So then I was looking at... A couple of other options. And when you're testing out cocktails, it's wonderful when you like you 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 make a cocktail and then you're like, oh, maybe a couple tweaks, and then you you find that right balance and it just is great. Well, this week I didn't find that right balance. Like I was like, I was switching out spirits, I was switching out a liqueurs, like it just wasn't I was ratios were off and I was changing those and and you know, I, I found some that were okay. But nothing that I was like, oh, I, this is ready to like present on the show. So instead, I went with something that I had been wanting to try for a while. And it is a, a cocktail called the Parasol. And it was developed by a famous bartender slash author named Shannon Mustafer. And Shannon is best known for her tiki drinks. Yes, I know her. I this is. I'm very excited that you're doing this cocktail. This is this is very fun for me. Yes, because as you know, I did do the whole tiki thing. Yes, yes. And yeah, she's well known, and she has a great book about it. I highly encourage you to pick it up. It is, it is a really good for just learning tiki. Very approachable. Lots of great recipes in there too. And this particular cocktail was actually included in a new book about modern cocktails, like. And so it is considered almost a modern classic at this point. And and so I had never tried it, but really hadn't done a rum cocktail in a while and decided I wanted to, to try that. And just so you know, I, my favorite cocktail outside of an old fashioned is just a simple daiquiri. You know, and I love just the, the rum, the lime juice and the simple syrup. It's a simple cocktail, but it just rings so true. And it's just a nice, balanced cocktail. So anyway, this one is kind of a cross between a daiquiri and a tiki drink. Really, it's got it's a tiki-esque daiquiri. And so what it has, it has two ounces of white rum, three quarter ounces of lime juice, three quarter ounces of, wait for it, banana liqueur, and a half ounce of pineapple juice. And you put all those into a cocktail shaker with ice and you shake it for about 10 to 12 seconds double strain it into a chilled coupe glass, and then you grate some freshly grated nutmeg on top with your microplaner and your nutmeg nut, and just a, just a few scrapes, you know, enough to kind of lightly coat the top of the drink. 
And when you bring it to your nose for the first time, you get this wonderful aroma of the nutmeg and the pineapple juice and the banana have now combined to kind of create this lovely tropical kind of aroma. And, and then you take that sip and you get the, the, the hint of the sugar of the rum and then the lime juice kind of bites you a little bit. And then the, then the sweetness from the juice and the banana liqueur kind of mellow it all out. It's a lovely tropical cocktail. And the thing is, though, it doesn't need to be in the summer to drink this. It could be in the middle of December and you could enjoy this. The nutmeg kind of brings it all into maybe a little bit of a holiday, even kind of scent there. And so I am really enjoying this. I when I, I actually have I took a sip right before I, when I made it before we went on and then I really wanted to just gulp it. But I had to wait until until I spoke about it. But now you're going to talk and I'm going to just gulp the sucker right down. So that's what I'm drinking today. The parasol. This is a masterpiece. You know, it, it is it is so many things at once. First of all, you said that, you know, a daiquiri isn't a tiki drink. I would disagree. I, you know, I it's not a crazy it's not crazy like tiki drinks are. It doesn't have, you know, multiple rums. It doesn't have some of the other like quintessential flavors like or jat or whatever. Or jat or yeah, or pineapple juice or you know, but but tiki is a vibe. And I think mm. I think daiquiri falls really into that area. But a couple of the hallmarks of tiki are things like very very savory or spices kind of flavors like nutmeg and rich warm flavors especially things that that really pair well with rum like the banana liqueur and and I would definitely agree that all of those things are flavors that are very complementary to the winter season or to a holiday season I have spent many holiday seasons in tropical locations and drinking cocktails of this nature during that time just they just hit so true. But anyway, speaking about this particular recipe specifically, I mean it is so simple but it is so nuanced in all of the different flavors that it's bringing. You know, I don't think I've ever had this one. I've definitely seen the recipe before, but I don't generally have the banana liqueur, right? <laughs> gonna solve that for Christmas. I think we're, we're, we're gonna. Yeah, but yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, so you know, and and uh, you know, I think uh, clearly you're going through your banana liqueur phase. Yeah, I can't help it. It just—it's funny because I have—I love the, the the liqueur. It is, and it's way more versatile than I would have thought. Like it is, it is allows. I mean, it it goes well with so many different spirits. It's just this like wild card that I it just blows me away. That I'm like, no, it can't taste good in this, and then it does, and 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 it's a quality liqueur, you know. So it's you know, I think yeah, I'm 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 not apologizing for my banana phase. <laughs> right. I mean, I think it's been in a, at least half of your last, say, 10, 10 recipes or so. So, but yeah, but it's not something that I generally have in my bar. And, you know, it, I, I think it's probably going to end up being along the lines of the Dom Benedictine, which is another liqueur that you had previously had in a lot of your recipes. 
uh, in the past. And so that's one that I finally picked up today. I guess the banana liqueur is going to have to be the next one. The next Matthew liqueur that is just sort of like, oh, I got to poo-poo on that. <laughs> Matthew and his sweet, his sweet liqueurs. <laughs> and then I open up and I drink them and I'm like, mm, this is good. So tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so tasty. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's, it's tricked me again. But anyway, yeah, so unfortunately, I can't like make this one after the show because I don't I don't have the banana liqueur, but I do have maybe I could just make myself a pineapple daiquiri and pretend. Yeah. And then I could smell a banana while I drink (laughs) it. (laughs) No, but but also as Shannon Mustafer is is a very. Like, she is a great tiki bartender. Uh, she does have a, a quintessential classic tiki book out. I don't think it's that old, so. No, it's not. But it, but but I have it on my on my bookshelf. It is one of my main tiki books that I used as inspiration. And I think I even presented a couple of her recipes. You did. Previously on the show. So, highly encourage you to pick that up if you don't have it already. But, wow. Yeah, I'm... I'm 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 eagerly I'm looking forward to to having my banana liqueur, Matthew, so I can finally enjoy some of these cocktails. But I'll probably start with this one. All right. All right. Well, now I think it's time for your cocktail. That's right. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Matthew. Today I am presenting a classic because I figured, you know, I, I went out and I just said I'm going to do bubbles. And by bubbles, when I said it, I meant champagne. But then I quickly realized that, no, there's there's more to the bubble universe than just champagne. So I need to include things like club soda, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and I do want to do a little correction. Last week, I said that my cocktail was inspired by a gin buck. I, of course, meant a gin ricky. So for those of you who picked up on that, you know, my apologies. Because the buck is ginger, right? And uh, Ricky is, is club soda. Right. The buck is ginger and the, and the Ricky is soda. So, so yes. So, anyway, but I, but I figured, okay, I really did mean champagne. And I do want to lean heavily in the champagne direction as in Prosecco and, and other bubbly alcoholic beverages. But, but I figured I should start with the classic. And so today I am presenting the champagne cocktail. But because we have to take care of our bubbles, as we know from last week, last week's tip, people, very important. And if you didn't listen to last week's tip, uh, you need to go listen to it. And so today I had to take care of my bubbles by not pouring my bubbles too early in the show because otherwise my cocktail would have gone flat by the time we reach this point. So I actually haven't made my cocktail yet, Matthew. I have it, I have it partially made, which you can see here, but I have to go finish it. So I'm going to go get my champagne and I'm going to bring it back. So in the meantime, you are going to entertain our listeners with some music. Got it. Some music. Okay. I'm ready. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Old fashions nipping at your nose. Although it's been said 
Many times, many ways. Merry Christmas to you. I don't know what to say. I'm just going to drink my parasol. Such a tasty cocktail. He's back. Woot woot. All right, Matthew, we ready? We are ready. Pour that champagne. All right. Woo! All right. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to open it, and I'm opening it. I'm opening it while we record, folks. Be careful with that. This could this could be a disaster. It could be. Is your recording studio carpeted? It is carpeted. <laughs> but I got I got I got a little towel. Okay. All right. You came prepared. All right. Put an eye out with that thing. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to just shoot the cork, I see. Okay, he's going to twist it off with the towel, covering it. I'm ready. Here we go. Ready? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, nice. Didn't didn't go shooting everywhere. That's like a total pro, man. I'm impressed. Yeah, well, I took care of my bubbles. Yes, you did. And now, okay, so let's talk about what goes into a, a champagne cocktail. Well, so folks, the... First of all, is that really the name of it? I mean, like, you couldn't have come up with a better name? I could have come up with a much better name, but it is called a champagne cocktail. <laughs> that is the classic cocktail's name. That is the name of the cocktail. So they were just, like, mailing that <laughs> name in at that point, right? They were just like, hey, we made this cocktail. What should we call it? Let's just call it champagne cocktail. You know, I mean, it's a simple it's a simple recipe, like this simple original cocktail, which was like, you know, I don't know, booze and juice. All right, so the person who made it was like, they were a simple person and didn't need to be, yeah, yeah. They were a purist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so here's what goes into a modern champagne cocktail. A modern champagne cocktail is a sugar cube. It is a sugar cube drenched or completely soaked in bitters. Obviously, the traditional choice here would be Angostura bitters, but you can use any bitters of your choice. You soak that in bitters. You put it into the bottom of a champagne flute. And then you top it with champagne. And that is your cocktail. There is no stirring, no muddling, no nothing of that sort. So you're not mixing. So you're not mixing that sweetness through the drink. You're, you're just that's kind of the end. Interesting. No, you don't do anything. You just leave the sugar cube alone and you let it sit there whole and it will eventually break down as the person holds the cocktail and drinks it. But but it then initially it stays full. So you don't do anything to the sugar cube. Oh, and then you you put a you put a lemon twist on it. And that's it. That's the champagne cocktail. That's the modern champagne cocktail. And it's it's a little bit sweeter. It's a little bit so you know. Oftentimes, champagne is very dry, and it can be a little bit one note. So adding the bitters and the sugar, you know, makes the the champagne a little bit more approachable, right? And it's just a nice twist on a, you know, a, a simple drink that you might have when you want to feel extra sophisticated, or you're celebrating something like you know your baseball team. Signing a great free agent <laughs> or other fantasies. Uh, but in my particular case, I'm actually doing something a little bit different. 
I am following an older template where the recipe actually calls for half an ounce of cognac or brandy. In this particular case, I'm using three quarters of an ounce of cognac. Otherwise, the recipe stays the same. I have a, so the first thing that I did is I put in a sugar cube, but it's a Demerara sugar cube, not a white sugar cube. I then soaked that with Angostura bitters, and I kind of put in a lot. Like, I don't know, I kind of lost count of the dashes. Uh, but, you know, I would, I would go heavy on this. The, the goal is to completely saturate the cube. Then topped it with the cognac, and then just carefully poured in my bubbles by tilting my flute to the side, which I'm actually just doing right now in this particular case. And did I do it? No, I fucked it up. I overpoured, folks. I did not properly take care of my bubbles. <laughs> just a tad. It just came right to the top and formed a little mushroom on top. I know. I just, just ever so slightly blew it. Okay. There we go. And as you can see, because of the cognac and and the bitters to a certain degree, it creates a deep red or brown I say brown, but whenever I say the word brown, especially when it comes to cocktails, I always think of it as like being an ugly color. Maybe that's just maybe I'm just improperly biased against brown, but it's not. It's a, it's a really warm kind of reddish, orangish. Yeah, it's ang- it's Angostura bitters red. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so there you have it. That is how you make the champagne cocktail and i mean it's it's champagne with cognac and a little bit of sweetness at the end but what's really cool about this particular recipe is there's a lot of different ways that you can mix this up and yet it and and have it still become a very sophisticated elegant and different kind of cocktail than what we normally talk about on the show and that what you might normally be drinking so take that, the, get rid of the cognac, and throw in some Dom Benedictine, mm. right? I think would be an excellent addition. Or you can take anything like that, like a liqueur or a spirit, and just put in like half an ounce at the bottom of the glass and and create a very, very different experience across all of those different spirits, but really just using this very, very easy template. But anyway, that's what I'm drinking this week, Matthew. Yeah. The Champagne cocktail. Well, I'm looking at the original recipe. The original recipe actually did not call for any liqueur, uh, any spirit besides champagne. But then it has evolved into cognac being the 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 spirit of choice. That's kind of the one that adds to it, and it apparently brings out the flavor more and really you know makes both the cognac and the champagne really shine. So right. Well, they're both grape based based. You know alcoholic beverages and uh yeah and that is the official recipe the iba uh recipe but i do think that at least here in the united states today it's kind of one of those things where the the cognac has gone away and now it's just the sugar cube probably to save money right the bar because <laughs> the, the, the bar they can charge you twenty dollars for this thing and is all they did was stick a sugar cube in it <laughs> You know, and they don't have to waste money on the cognac. But the cognac, I think, makes the cocktail, Absolutely. quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I think you're just getting sugared. Otherwise, you're just drinking champagne. Yeah, with sugar in it, yeah. That's right. 
Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> you do you, man. Yeah, you do you. But but the, to me, this is what makes it a cocktail. So so yeah, there you go. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. The parasol and the champagne cocktail. If you liked either of these cocktails enough to try them yourselves, or maybe you made something better. Take Scott out of your closet. Take off whatever bindings you have on him, you cruel, cruel person, and have him point his camera at your beautiful cocktail and then upload it to your internet-connected device and share it with us on Instagram, the Twitter formerly known as Twitter, Threads, or Mastodon. We love to interact with you all, and it really helps the show. You know what else helps the show, Matthew? leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend or two or three. Or, you know, they don't even have to be friends, really. Just telling people. That would actually really help. That's right. And while you're at it, let Scott go. And on that note, we'll see you all next Monday when we'll be drinking these very same cocktails while we desperately try to muddle our way through this horribly diminishing in terms of possibility baseball offseason for our San Francisco Giants. <sighs> Until then, Matthew, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Ben. Good die, everybody. Did you say good die? Good die, everybody. Go die, oh, that was, everybody. That was, that was my, yeah, like, okay, my, my Australian start. accent. Good die. Good die. That was your Australian accent. Good die, mate. Good die, mate. Oh, that's great. That's great. Let let me try my Australian accent. Go die, everybody. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs> I'm a little crazy there, sorry. <laughs>